Happy New Year's Eve. It is the 31st of December already. All right, so we got a winner last night, USC, in the late college basketball game. That was a pretty nice win. And now we're going to follow it up with an early game in college football in the Music City Bowl. We're going with the Iowa and Kentucky game. This is an interesting one. It's a rematch of last year where the Citrus Bowl was the featured bowl, a little bit higher result for both teams. Had a little better result with Iowa in the Big Ten Championship and Kentucky threatening to do something in the SEC. And Iowa, while pretty much dominating the game, gave up the late lead. Kentucky came back and won that one 20-17 on a field goal at the end. So the line in this game is Iowa minus two and a half and the totals at 31. This was a uh, Kentucky advantage at minus two, but when uh, their quarterback opted out, that was a game changer, so the line has moved four and a half, I think for good reason in that regard. What are we gonna do with this game? And the, and the total is 31, it's moving down. I believe it was at 33, it was definitely 31 and a half later yesterday. Now we're down to 31, pretty much across the board. That's not necessarily illogical, it is fair to say that these defenses of both teams are the same or better than last year. Iowa's certainly better than last year. They're really a dominant defense. I mean, they've played some games of an embarrassing offense, but great defense. They won their first game of the season 7-3. to This is Iowa winning 7-3. That wasn't a touchdown. That was two safeties. Two safeties and a field goal. 7-3 to win to open the season. Then they lose 10-7 to Iowa State. They lose 6-9 to at Illinois, who really made some noise this year. And then they beat Minnesota 13-10 at Minnesota. Those are two road games. And Minnesota really was turning it on, so that was actually pretty impressive. Meanwhile, Kentucky, only two games under 31. And they're playing some strong competition in the SEC as well. So it's not automatically an under here. As a matter of fact, if you, if you forced me to take a play on this, I would go over. I'm not being forced to take a play, therefore I'm going to lay off the total. But honestly, what are we looking at here? Let me explain that a little bit more. So why would I take the over and why is the under a logical play? Well, so you have an, a dominant Iowa defense. They really are a good, solid unit. Yeah, they're special teams as well. But So defense on Iowa, very, very strong. Kentucky was starting to falter down the stretch. They're getting a little wobbly on their offense. And then, of course, starting quarterback with pro aspirations is done. Their running back, who was an excellent one, close to 1,000 yards, done. Another 200-yard back, done. And a receiver of questionable value, also out. So you take a one, a def, an offense that was already struggling, you take all the key players out, are they really going to score many points against an Iowa team? That's certainly a valid point. Now, Iowa, on the other hand, couldn't score points against anybody. They did, they did lose their number one quarterback to injury, their number two quarterback to the transfer portal. He's, he's realizing he wasn't going to be a key player, so he's out. So they're going to play a third-string freshman quarterback who has never taken a snap. So how, how in the world can I think that Iowa can score any points? Again, this is a strong Kentucky defense as well. Well, quite frankly, I don't look at the quarterback situation as being a game-changer when your number one and number two quarterbacks are not really very good. Honestly, Iowa probably could have done better this season by just scrapping number one and number two 
and throwing in the freshman and seeing what could happen. He's got good wheels on him. He can make some plays with his legs. But why would you do that? This is a Power 5 conference, a Big Ten team, aspirations of they were just a field goal essentially away from Big Ten title game again, second year in a row. So they did the right thing in keeping the experience out there. How do you give up essentially on your season? You are essentially telling the team, yeah, we're, we're done. We're giving up. The, the, the uh, upperclassmen take a seat, putting the freshmen in there. We're done with the season. We'll just see what happens. You, you can't do that. But now they're forced to do that. And I really don't think they're dropping off on this. You've got, you've got a month to prepare. They'll have something going. So, hey, listen, they're playing on national television. If you want to actually recruit some quarterbacks, some running backs, some skilled players, anybody, you might want to figure out how to score a few points. So these aren't weak coaching staff. Obviously, you'd argue the offensive coordinator, the head coach's son, by the way, maybe wasn't doing his job. But that's the limitations that you have to sometimes – you have to play to the skills on your team and – they decided they have a strong defense and strong special teams, so they're going to run the ball. They have a strong running back, very strong running back at Iowa. That's the other part I was getting at. So they really don't – I don't feel like they're losing much in the quarterback, if anything. They might have a wild card up their sleeve with that more mobile quarterback. And they run the ball anyway, and their their guy is still there, uh, Caleb Johnson. So – they're going to run the ball like they always have. The quarterback, I can't imagine he's throwing five interceptions in the game. They're not going to put him in a position to do that. So Iowa's offense is not really going to miss a beat. That doesn't say much, but it's not going to miss a beat. So now where else would we get points? Well, both these defenses could score. They could score in this game. I would give Iowa the edge on that again as far as ability to score or just an extremely short field where they get an interception, a fumble recovery, a turnover on downs, where they're giving the offense a red zone position to start with. So even a weak high school offense might be able to do something there, at least a field goal. And again, the special teams on Iowa there, they've got one of the top kickers in the country, one of the top punters in the country. They've got good punt block units, not necessarily field goal block, but block units in general, coverage units, return game. They could get a good field position from a nice long return or all the way to the house. You never know. These are all possibilities. More so for sure in Iowa than it is in Kentucky's case in this situation. Much, much stronger special teams. That in itself is enough to sway this game to Iowa money line. So technically I have this game. Technical analysis only. I have Iowa 16.8, Kentucky 14.6. So again, that does indicate money line. Now that's just using the numbers and not really getting into fundamental analysis. And again, Iowa's defense is extremely potent going against Kentucky team that was already wobbly, and now they're down star quarterback. And you could consider them star running back, certainly a very good running back. So while the Kentucky defense shouldn't really fear the Iowa offense, I don't see the Iowa offenses enough to really change that much. Special teams firmly in Iowa's corner, the whole, as I just mentioned, all the all the different de- departments of the special teams are an advantage. Maybe it's a last-minute field goal for Iowa or missed one for Kentucky. Maybe it's the field position. But Iowa wins this game, and it's going to be because of the defense and the special teams. And this way we don't have to worry about the total. Total at 31, there's plenty of arguments that go well under that. 
again, as I mentioned, I would I would take the over if I'm forced to do it. There's just too many opportunities to score points to get at least 31 there. Uh, return, touchdown, fumble for a touchdown, pick six, everything. There's just too many opportunities to blow that one up. So I just want to stay away from the total. And I think Iowa wins this game defensively and special teams and their offense just doesn't get in the way too much. Three and out, as long as you get a nice booming punt, maybe even a pin back, you can let your defense, maybe it's a safety again, you know, two safeties and a field goal, seven to three. (laughs) You never know what's going to happen. But uh, and now you could think about Iowa minus two and a half. I do really like Iowa in this spot also for revenge. Again, as I mentioned in the top of this Citrus Bowl last year, exact same matchup. Iowa actually had that game won. They gave it up. Kentucky credit to them. They outplayed them at the end. They, they got the breaks when they needed them, and that's how the game works. They won the game by a field goal. I think Iowa at least returns the favor by a field goal, but have the potential for more. So while it would be maybe safe to take the money line at minus one, or the, excuse me, the spread at minus 110, minus two and a half, because of the possibility of a low-scoring game, I'd be, I would hate to lose a game 12 to 10 or 19 to 17. You know, you got an over and an under in that situation in a two-point outcome. That's realistic. I don't want that. So minus 130, that's a buy. It is available at MGM right now. It's 135 widely across the board elsewhere. And 135 is certainly a play. And there's probably some boosts out there at certain books you can get to boost your odds as well. But Iowa on the money line is the better play. It's certainly a short favorite. It's no, no different than betting on hockey or baseball where you have to take the money line side in a tight outcome, and this is the right play. So Iowa, money line, best of luck.